Welcome to Casual Watch Talk, the podcast from the Casual Watch Reviewer YouTube channel. Join us as we talk everything watches from watch collecting, the latest horology news and interviews. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Let's dive into the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to episode 12 of Casual Watch Talk and wow, what a week it's been. I'm joined by my co-host Chris. How have you been, Chris? Oh, Sam, pretty good. It's been an intro. We've got some interesting news subjects. Uh, the evolving story of the coronavirus seems to be entering every part of our lives mm-hmm. at taking the moment. Up, taking up every corner of the news cycle, which which I understand, but... We've just watched... Uh, the president do his announcement so we'll mm-hmm. perhaps mention that towards the uh after after we do the news stories but let's kick it off as usual with uh, what watch have you been wearing this week chris uh so this week uh so tuesday uh we had uh about two inches of rain forecast for uh greater los angeles san diego etc area down here in socal and so uh yeah, I went with the uh, went with the Seiko diver. Went with the uh, my modded Seiko turtle, and uh, on a uh, on a nice uh, one of the Barton bands. Uh, have you seen the diver, the Barton bands diver strap? They're really they're really pretty good. Is that one of the two tones where it's like two different colors? It, yeah, it's it's that style. This one just happens to be all blue, but it is it is those ones. The they think they have them like in in like black and orange, black and red. Those those colors, um, and it's got that keeper that like hangs on to the end which is like a brilliant genius idea that uh you know so you don't lose the keeper it just it like tabs into the silicone of the uh of the back of the strap so um yeah i had that on uh because i figured you know well we're gonna get soaked so might as well go with something that can take a soaking (laughs) yeah i've been wearing the i've been mainly working from home so i have been wearing the g-shock a bit and of course the ultimate turtle mm-hmm. i gave away the centric instruments that light well the solar powered like analog watch that okay. i reviewed so i gave that away to a work colleague who's just had two twins so he was extremely happy oh, about that that's cool so a big thanks to um centric for sending me over that watch it's a great little starter watch it was solar it's got a field watch aesthetic to mm-hmm. it. He wasn't used to wearing a watch, so I thought that would be ideal. He doesn't yeah. need to worry about it being mechanical. Right. Or battery change or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it also has one of those... Have you seen those elasticated NATOs? They're like a, a NATO strap. They're, they're stitched the same, but they're elastic. Yeah, I like that style better than the than the sort of the fold-over with the Marine National with the clasp that you kind of double over. I think it makes it too thick so we're just talking it's like a nato but it's elastic basically yeah yep i like that style a lot they're very comfortable so i gave him that and then i also gave him a tropic strap to go with it as well so he, nice. he really liked that so a big shout out to uh, josh at work plus he's had uh he's just had twins so oh. he's up all hours of the night so uh, keeping track of great... time that he's losing <laughs> yes and of course it's got a great loom as well right yep, <laughs> so, yeah exactly uh, and yeah. then yeah, so what's have you had a watch obsession this week? Uh not not uh not really. I gave uh my wife uh her uh, uh Casio Pokemon Baby G, the uh, 25th anniversary 
Uh, that Saw it was on fun. Instagram. She, yeah, there was a lot of. Uh, she super enjoyed that. Um, uh, she uh, she does uh, Pokemon events kind of around the world, and she's actually been looking after. She she you know uh, she was looking for like a world timer, and at one point a couple weeks ago she I was showing her my like a GMT I had. I've got um, one of the uh, the Timex the three GMT, and I was showing her that, and I was like, well, if you want to you know if you want to use this to kind of keep track of it, and she's like, ah, digital, I don't know. So it's funny. So this uh, so this baby G uh, the Pokemon edition has uh, world time in it. <laughs> so she was super. Super excited about it. Definitely a little plug for your Instagram because that th- you've been doing some quality content oh, uh, this yeah. week. So yeah. at, at Everyday <laughs> Mastery on there. That see uh, that Timex is this the one that you showed me where you improved how the bezel <laughs> yes. works? Yeah, yeah, it, it does. Yeah, it's the Timex, uh, the three GMT, um, and uh, yeah, I I messed around with the bezel and I looked. It's basically i was just messed around with it and, and tried and got it so that it could go backwards so it's, it's it's like a dive bezel it only goes one way it's a unidirectional omnidirectional <laughs> uh versus a you know a bi-directional back and forth so 24 hour so uh, yeah experiment with that and then the other thing there was no loom on the gmt hand oh, so weird. yeah so just like as a random like watch geek uh experiment i opened it up and i loomed the gmt hand <laughs> so where did you get see the loom from uh so i just used i just used uh like craft store um uh glow in the dark glow in the dark glue that you can put on t-shirts and stuff oh yeah yeah so just i uh, just a total experiment just to see if i could do it and and it actually like stuck to the hand because it's it's small enough where it'll make and this is how um watch loom works on on most you know on most hands because the opening is you know super tiny the surface tension of the loom that you're applying will will stick to it and and you know not run through the opening of the hands you've just reminded me of something and i don't i haven't discussed this with you i switched off all of the watch forums on facebook uh, and we can do a whole episode on that by all means but (laughs) I, I paused Urban Gentry for 30 days anyway. It came back on Monday. Okay. And one of the things that was very interesting on it is there's a there's a lot of... The Urban Gentry, one of the reasons I paused it is it's so popular. There's a lot of new members. A lot of the same questions again and again and again and again. And it kind of wears you down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yep. the perennial question came back, which is, can you oil fill a watch a normal watch can you oil fill a a mechanical or a quartz watch and this occasionally comes up and then Mm -hmm. people poo poo the idea Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. and then also but then people say oh it's amazing for diving because you can see it well somebody who it sounds like they really know what they're talking about they come from an engineering background did this experiment Mm -hmm. and he's done a couple of posts following up on it where he oil filled God, I, I, I think it might have even been a Timex or it might have been a one of those uh, Luminox watches. And he's done it for sort of f- three, I think three months. He, he experimented with different watches doing it. And his end result was instead of it being, oh, you should try this because I tried it. His end result was like, we, I wouldn't bother if I was you. <laughs> yeah, I just, I saw a video of someone doing it. I get where there was. Maybe we were kind of on the same page, but just got there a different way. I saw someone uh, do uh, what's it the M- the Casio the MRW the one like uh, I think the exact same model that I have that I uh, 
nicknamed the chief of staff. They did they did that one and it was it was pretty decent. But then they did the um, Casio Duro. It like didn't even make a difference. Like you looked at it and you're like, all right, well, I can kind of tell the difference. But it wasn't it wasn't that big of a difference. And then um, the whole production of like soaking the thing in this like special oil. He said, I guess you can't use baby oil or mineral oil. No, you need silicon oil. Yeah, silicon oil. I'm glad someone's doing the experiment because I, I mean, maybe I would be tempted if it was going to come out cool. But uh, the the first one turned out really interesting and it, it looked pretty cool but for the amount of effort I w- it was like you know 40 dollars worth of this oil that he had <laughs> special order and this um this chap was saying that he managed to successfully do it although it's obviously quite a messy job to fill a watch and the problem was is it caused a lot of drag on the movement so he was losing seconds a day on a on a quartz watch or you know oh, yeah, losing seven yeah. seconds and the battery only lasted like three months or something oh interesting yeah so yeah i've seen yeah that's uh i must have seen the same thing because it was like did it on an, like an lcd watch and it and it like didn't didn't do that big of a difference uh zin makes the zin i think it's the ux yeah the zin ux which is an oil-filled quartz and it's specially designed to be oil filled. Bell and Ross uh, did one, the hydro, the hydro conquest, um, the different, you know, so they can go down, you know, because they're they're liquid filled, so they can go down to you know a thousand meters underwater because yeah. there's, there's no pressure, you know, it's not there's no air pressure in there. But uh, uh, what's fascinating if you watch, uh, there's a video on on YouTube uh, looking at the UX bounce, and it's interesting because of the way the way it has to the way they designed it and the way that it moves through the fluid. It basically sort of like goes and then kind of settles back a little bit, and so you can like as it as it as the second hand moves through the fluid, and so it kind of has this telltale like you know like it's in liquid. Um, but then I looked up how much it would cost to service one of those watches, and uh, yeah, I'm good. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's because they have to. It has to go back to Zen and or, or someone you know an authorized place that can do oil filled watches and you know and it's i mean i think it comes with a 10-year battery but still so i need to do my watch obsession yeah for and sure the, the last couple of weeks i've been chatting about this kith flipping uh, g-shock the rose gold one and i've been watching a few but they are going for they're going for more than what i would want to spend on that type of g-shock they're going sort of between four and five hundred dollars on the resale market okay what I decided to do was then on Alibaba you can buy a metal a metal bezel for my mm-hmm. current watch. Now it's I gonna see. take a while to get here, but I thought, well, I wouldn't wear the rose gold anyway. I just like the look of it. But I wouldn't wear it. it to me it would be too like ostentatious. So I managed <laughs> to buy a silver bezel okay. off ebay but i know it comes from this store uh this aliexpress store um they're quite expensive it was quite expensive it was like 48 dollars or something for just the metal bezel just just the bezel part just the face part not the it didn't come with a bracelet or anything no well the brace they do make a bracelet um but it the whole the whole kit was like 78 dollars, which was a bit rich for me so i thought i'd try the bezel um it it was one of the i don't know if you ever have this but there's certain things that I end up obsessing over, mm-hmm. and this was one of those things, or whether it's watches, <laughs> and then in the end, I'm just like, I need to buy this because I'm just spending too much time looking at it. 
Right, right. You're like, I gotta get out. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get out. Uh, so that was my uh, watch uh, watch obsession. And then I'm happy to report that after what was quite a difficult shipping experience that the Speedmaster went to its new owner and he is extremely happy. He's been sending me uh, different good. images of uh, the Speedmaster on different watch straps. So I'm thankful for that. I had uh, I had a similar finally, finally... Uh, finished my experience uh, selling the uh, I had a Steinhardt uh, Titanium Ocean One. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, got it to someone who loves it and kind of did the same thing. I was I was nervous because uh, the the watch you know came back to me was returned. Someone said that you know there were scratches on it and it was like well the scratches were where the actual uh, band connects to the clasp. Um, so I was like. Yeah, it's gonna. That's that's naturally where it gets scratched because the metal is literally there. But nonetheless, uh, listed it again, got someone to to buy it, and I was gonna wait out the return period on the you know eBay. When you sell on eBay, if you offer a return, you you get a little discount. Uh, I think you get a discount on this the on the listing, or you can maintain your seller status or, or whatever. There's always a reason for that. After the, the second day they had it, they immediately went in and gave me a review and it was like the super glowing review on, on my eBay account. And so I was like, oh good, I can happily transfer that out of PayPal and, and move on with my day. So It's always good when it gets to its right place. That was the stressful thing with the Speedmaster. So should we dive into the news? Should we dive into so some interesting stories? First of all, we mentioned it at the start, and I think we've mentioned it probably in three different podcasts now, is the... And I think at the start, I don't think we were taking it anywhere near uh, that serious, were we, this coronavirus? But hmm. it seems to... Uh, affected it, it, the world health organization have just noted it as a worldwide pandemic the, the president has just been on tv it's also affecting the watch industry so we've seen a lot of the big watch shows cancel yep. and i suppose this kind of segues into what we were talking about omega where i predicted that well when i sold my omega i was saying that i'd I wasn't confident with the direction they were taking. And then I think we predicted that they might be hit hardest when mm-hmm. if there was a, a mm-hmm. recession or this coronavirus hit China. And it seems, unfortunately, that we might have been proved right because mm-hmm. their stock out of all the other stock stocks has been hit pretty hard. They've gone from... Yeah. They've gone from over 322 Swiss francs per share... Uh, which is about three hundred and forty-five-ish dollars mm-hmm. to yeah. nearly below two hundred Swiss francs. They've lost at least a, a third of their value. They've really been hit, and mm-hmm. so much so the gentleman that heads up Swatch Group now, uh, Nick Hayek, Hayek, mm-hmm. he he's gone on to do this trying to saving face type interview where. Uh, he sort of said that they're not going to make a knee-jerk reaction. It, what was interesting is this article from WatchPro, they've cited a reference from the investment bank RBC that estimates that over half of Swatch Group sales worldwide are to Chinese citizens right. who live in China. So I always thought that this was Chinese tourists buying watches no, in the US. It's, it's that it, market, right? Yeah. 
And they wow. really, I, I don't know what kind of knee-jerk reaction he's thinking. I, I like some, when you've seen, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get some comments on this. I certainly had comments on my YouTube channel. Like with a lot of the stocks, I follow the stock market very loosely. I'm no expert. But mm-hmm. there were certain stocks that were way overpriced for what they are. Tesla, um, a mm-hmm. handful of others that were many multiples. This is how I felt about Omega's new watches. Mm -hmm. I thought they were overpriced for what Mm -hmm. they were. Not that they're not quality. Again, this is just, you know, two guys kind of talking about what we think. It's not, you know, again, not a uh, no financial expertise here. But I I feel like their special edition marketing couldn't have come out at a worse time. You know, you think about like Swatch. Well, I think they're pretty diversified uh, as a company in the in the watch market so i mean you've got swatch watch you've got you know plastic watches you know it's total entry level stuff that they're coming up and then all the way you know all the way up to the tippy top in that way they're diversified in in their markets but you know is is that enough (laughs) you know is that enough and then the other thing is attacking everything if it's if it's affecting everyone they're kind of helpless i mean i think you know, I think they're in the same same sort of, you know, like who's getting on a cruise ship? No one's getting on a cruise ship. Who's yeah. getting on it? You know, I mean, they're just and, and a cruise ship like a cruise, like a luxury cruise ship tour. Like like no one is doing that. That's that's that industry is going to be, you know, hit super hard. Well, two things on that. The gentleman who heads up the cruise industry, not to go off on a tangent on this, but he heads up the whatever the committee of cruise mm-hmm, industry mm-hmm. companies are, and he's also a CEO of one of the big ones. He was on the CNBC this morning, and he couldn't have been any less convincing. I, I just <laughs> I just imagine that as he was talking, I could almost envision the share price tanking, but um, <laughs> yes. you know who the did ticker a- going across. Yeah, you know who did a great uh, upload on this was Federico. Federico did uh, from Federico Talks Watches, if anyone's yeah, familiar. Yeah, I think he I did... saw it. I think I saw it. Mm-hmm. It was extremely informative because he predicted the watch companies that would go down. And he cited Longines. And mm-hmm. it, yeah. That was interesting, wasn't it? That mm-hmm. he said that um, Longines apparently for Asian buyers is their entry to luxury watches so it's your kind of your first maybe you give it to your son or something yeah, like that as yeah, a first yeah. uh, very you know very similar uh for car guys uh buick here in the united states you're like buick you know who's 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 driving around fancy buicks besides you know 75 year old golfers you know these sort these sort of things and same thing you know huge market huge market in china it's it's one of those like this is your um you know beginning status car if you will and it's 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 seen differently so yeah it's uh interesting we we're recording this on wednesday i'm probably going to get around to uploading it probably uh, friday but we've we delayed recording this podcast for a couple of minutes to watch the president uh address the nation and one of the key things which i think was a surprise to a lot of people is He's going to ban travel from Europe, with exception of the UK, for 30 days. But that also applies to cargo. Mm. So who knows? Like the watch is coming from Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Swiss, Switzerland's not mm-hmm. in, not technically in the European Union, but it certainly will be classed as, as being in Europe for this, I imagine. Um, yeah. I know he's yeah. trying to curtail the Italy, but uh, that's certainly... 
this is going to be a, an evolving story for sure. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, feels like feels like that's a sort of already out of the bag. I mean, the the news was reporting that folks were coming back from Italy for the last two weeks and didn't really weren't really screened, weren't really you know getting getting off the plane, et cetera. And you know, so um, I don't know if we're still in a containment situation here. Then we're in a uh, triage and and uh, deal with it. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Right, let's lighten the mood a little bit, if that's possible. So two other stories, again, from Watch Pro was, have you seen this, the company that makes Iron Annie and then Zeppelin watches, they're called Point Tech Electronics. Instead of making a smartwatch, they've made a band that is a smart band, or at least there's a mock-up of it. It's got an OLED touch display. Uh, uh, the rest of it's like rubber. It's got scratch-resistant mineral crystal that can display brilliant colors in high definition. This is the band, not the watch. Hmm. Okay. I know Zinn have tried this. Well, Zinn haven't tried this. Zinn tr- made that band, didn't they, that also had an Apple Watch on it, which largely got ridiculed. So ridiculed. Yes, exactly. Even I was like, it It does what now? Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I remember there was a Kickstarter for something that... that clipped onto the back of the watch so it's like a circular disc you then stuck onto the back of your mechanical watch and then it vibrated when you got a text message and that type of jazz oh yeah yeah definitely want to get a uh you definitely want to get a small neodymium magnet like directly behind the watch movement that's good <laughs> oh well, hilarious isn't it because that vibration is a is a spinning that little motor <laughs> what do you think of these is this an innovation too far is it because people who buy mechanical watches want mechanical watches yeah i think this is a a, what is it the uh, solution looking for the problem so to speak yeah just talking to a a bunch of friends about about watches and and sort of that like what is the draw of mechanical watches and we were kind of talking about like it's a machine it has more of a, a soul if you will um it's you know accurate enough for human endeavors it's not it's not going to time gps satellites or anything like that but the nostalgia of it these these sorts of these sorts of things and if you're interested in that if you're part of you know if you're if that if you're gaining enjoyment from that or getting enjoyment from that then yeah i feel like okay i so why you know like let's combine two things you know let's combine your heartbeat sensor smartwatch with the you know watch that's mechanical i yeah i don't i think this is looking for a Looking for, I think, is trying to carve maybe a market that they think that there's a niche there that sort of exists. I mean, I know guys wear their mechanical as well as their, you know, two wrist their Apple Watch. You'll switch over to a stop a digital Casio when you go to the gym. Same yes. thing, you know. Same thing. I know a lot of people just will go to the heartbeat sensor watch um, for the gym, but then yeah. but then wear a mechanical watch the rest of the time. Um, it's, uh, I, I don't know if you know, um, Frederic Constant, uh, part of Citizen watches. They, they, they did a similar thing, I think maybe three or four years ago. So it's a little, uh, like a little, like 20 mil sort of, uh, attachment that goes onto the end of the band of the watch band. And right. it's you know it's bluetooth and it talks to your phone and and whatnot and it can count your steps and it can count activity and so like it does you know so like you can i guess it can track sleep too but and you know it talks to your phone and and i i don't know 
if it had any sort of vibration that could do notification. I don't even think it was that. I think it was just sort of a basic sort of motion step counter. I can kind of see, you know, I can kind of see them, you know, building a niche for that, but I don't, I don't know who, who is necessarily going after it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And for our UK viewers, that was, uh, that word was niche. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so uh, next, uh, quickly jumping on there before I get crucified by my US oh. audience. Um, another, another story a bit more, I suppose, lighter hearted from <laughs> Swatch Group, which is they've been not maybe not quietly, but they've been releasing James Bond themed watches. Now, I, I think this this is definitely the second time they've done it because I remember James Bond watches. In fact, I had a James Bond yeah. uh, Swatch watch. So this is Swatch's traditional plastic watches. And they've, these are these are much more lighthearted. Like these aren't, you know, this isn't like the watch that James Bond wore. These are more like a take on the sort of the iconography and the and the feeling of of the movie yeah exactly they've done a, a casino royale one they've done a doctor no one the doctor no one's interesting because instead of numbers or indices it just says no at every um yeah. at, at every point uh, denoting the time they've also got a majesty's secret service one license to kill i like i like the one with the shuttle on it it's kind of cool yeah the moonraker one and yeah, world is not enough. Coming to a Watch Flippers eBay account very soon because those are all <laughs> promptly sold out. Um, one of the ones that was interesting was the new Q watch. This isn't the Timex Q. This is the Swatch Q as they've evoked what Q, uh, James Bond's favorite gadget man, might wear and it comes in a nice presentation case that looks a bit like a, a spy's covert laptop as if you're logging into some secret database to get your next mission or whatever i quite like the look of this it is on the expensive side 222 dollars it's fun i kind of i do i like the design it does it i think it evokes that you know that fun like you're about to go on your secret mission thing and you're getting your 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 proper proper british future tech you know yeah <laughs> They've kind of ratcheted this one up. It's one of the irony, the skin irony ones. So one of the mm -hmm. very thin ones comes on a leather strap. It's a good looking watch. Um, mm -hmm. My thing with these swatches, and I've discussed it before on the channel, is I really like these plastic swatch watches, but I just can't, except for the, the um, Damien Hurst one that I've got, I know if I start, buying these flipping this will be, this i'll just be a swatch collector so i yep. resist buying these plastic swatches right right a matter of a year it'll be like have you seen my swatch room yeah i know <laughs> you're like know. What, do you, what do you mean room you're like well we we kind of sleep out in here and then i've dedicated this entire room to <laughs> before we dive into our main story let's just pause for a little break Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We have a main topic today, and I'm guessing this... What do you think, Chris? Do you think this is going to be as controversial as the Omega episodes that we've done? We'll, we'll see. We'll go for it. Let's go for it. So we'll preface this by saying that we make a lot of... Together, we make a lot of Seiko uh, content, or we've certainly worked on a, a, a big Seiko video we did. Got a, yeah. few, others, a few others in the pipeline. We are both fans of Seiko watches, mm -hmm. but something that I don't know whether this is a good 
trend for Seiko. They've released a limited edition of three watches. They're not Hodinky ones before. <laughs> but they're essentially, <laughs> they're essentially, what would you say, a, a tribute to the previous dive watches that they've made? They're, they're true icons. Yeah. So, so a couple of things right off the bat is they did the recreation of the 62 Mass, but it's a... It's another recreation. So the one they did, what, two, three years ago, I think, two years ago. Um, so they did that one and said, you know, okay, that's going to be limited and we're not going to, you know, and you never know whether that's going to be the last one or this sort of thing. Well, they've, they've come out with more of them. There's now three. There's this, uh, the 62 mass style. Um, and then they have a 1968 Professional Divers 300. So it looks like the, kind of looks like the Marine Master, but uh, the 6215 Seiko. And then finally they did the Ultimate Seiko Diver, the, you know, Divers 600 meter recreation tuna. So that's the tuna with the big shroud on it. And, it, you know, it's a thousand meters. And So they've released these there's certainly a box set that you can get with all three of them in of course as with seiko's thing at the moment they're limited edition watches i think mm-hmm. the the 62 mass i think they're all limited to around about a thousand pieces yeah i'm seeing yeah a thousand one hundred as well yeah one thousand one hundred they're beautiful looking they're beautiful looking watches they've got highly detailed dials on them they're anti. Uh, the, certainly, the sixty-two masses anti is an anti-magnetic movement. It is an mm-hmm. anti-magnetic watch. They're using this ever, ever brilliant steel. I think there's also a titanium bezel on the sixty-two MAS. But beautiful looking watches. But the prices, man, yep. I I just cannot fathom what they're doing. Yeah, that that was the. I made a comment uh, on one of my. On one of my watch forums, and from my take, I don't understand how you take a really, really good-looking, let's say, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollar watch. You jump over the three thousand to five thousand dollar price point, where you've got you know brands like Breitling, Tudor, etc., and then you end up in this in this sixty-five hundred entry-level Rolex price bracket i'm confused as to how long this sort of uh this sort of stuff from seiko can go on it's disappointing isn't it the yeah the 62 mas one is 6300 the the 1968 is 6800 and then the marine master style tuna one is i think around the four thousand five hundred dollar mark I wonder why that one is cheaper. Um, but anyway, they're using the, the the they are using movements that are like the Grand Seiko ones. Yeah, I, I and... will add as well. There is a fourth one on this, isn't there? Oh, really? Uh, I thought I only saw three, and they're they're all uh, with the dark blue dial. Yeah, this fourth one's a no- it's another fifty fifth fifty fifth anniversary one, but it's another sixty two MAS one. Right. It's sort of their um it's their re uh reinterpretation. It's like a modern version. And I think to answer your last question, uh I think the tuna has a slightly different movement than the first two. 
So that may account for some of the price differences there. This other one, this 62 MAS one, which again is limited edition, but there's going to be mm-hmm. 5,500 of them. I think the RRP on that is close to $1,500. Now that's using the 6R35 movement, which is the one they use for the Sumo, the, the Sumo I think. Mm-hmm. And one of the other things that, and we were kind of talking about this earlier, one of the other things that makes this a little confusing is uh, I'm sure you've heard us mention movements uh, if you're not familiar with Seiko. So Seiko does a movement that they will put in their watch. So the 4R35 will be a, wa- a movement they put in their watch. And then Seiko Instruments will sell basically that movement, but they name it a NH35. So the number is kind of same. The letters are same. All it means is that when Chris and Sam start talking about Seiko movements, I'm probably going to mess this up. <laughs> It's interesting, yeah, this one, it's the Sumo that has the same 6R35 in it that has, that's in this. Yeah. Now, back in, I just looked, so Basel World 2017, Seiko did the 62 mass, the SLA-017, and I think it was $2,500 or something, if that's more sounds... like five. I think I think it was more like five. <laughs> Maybe I was just dreaming about it. I don't know. I was watching... Um, the Just Bluefish channel, Guy on the Just Bluefish channel, yep. one of his main comments about this, and he said it when this watch came out, he's like, Seiko, just make a billion of these and yeah. sell them for like that $1,100 or something price point. He's like, you will, make, you will make so much more money than trying to make, you know, just 2,000 of these as a limit or 5,000 of these as a limited edition. I mean, just the numbers. I mean, it's such a gorgeous watch. Seiko has the ability to uh, economies of scale. They own the entire supply chain. They can do this. This is the upsetting thing about this trilogy. If the if you could get all three of these watches for three thousand dollars, maybe I would be on that list to buy them. If they weren't, li- they're beaut. They've done a great job of them. They look stunning, but I. It just seems to me like a price gouge commemorating 55 years of they've got to 55 years because of mm-hmm. people buying the watches because of the you know because of people love Seiko that's how they've got to 55 years of, of yeah so why create these limited edition watches really if you were going to spend you know whether it's eighteen thousand dollars or whatever the the box set I haven't got the exact price set on here of the the of the actual box set itself. Right. You wouldn't yeah. wear them because you wouldn't want to scratch one. Yeah, right. This kind of goes back to your, your Swatch comment. I don't want to build a room where these live. I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to build a glass case. I don't want to put these in a safe. These are a reissue of a purpose-built tool watch built with modern production technology. So, I mean, there's, you know, they can mass produce them. It's, that's great. You know, let us get our hands on them and and enjoy them that way i find it interesting that swatch group um omega specifically seiko now feel that there's a there's a giant that they can tap into this giant market of of people that have the disposable income to buy a $6500 watch or or like you said the box set and and keep it you know as if to as if to th- think that that's you know potentially going up in price i i don't see that i don't see that you know i don't see in 20 years 50 years you know maybe you could sell it for what you got it for but but if you invested $7000 in the, you know well maybe not the stock market but <laughs> if you bought uh $7000 worth of bonds <laughs> um 
and uh you know you 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 have other lots of other ways to spend your money you made two interesting points there the first one is that they're trading off the fact that the original 62 MAS went mm-hmm. up so much in value. Like if you right. bought one of those for what, if you were a GI and you bought mm-hmm. one on one of your military bases for, you know, $200, which was a lot of money at the time, but now they're worth $2,000. Mm-hmm. The problem the problem with that is that was the original 62 MAS. Exactly. Th- exactly. There isn't another original 62 MAS. You're absolutely right. I think people miss that when they see, when they watch the you know when they watch the guy pull you know original gmt rolex out of a box and they're like well we only paid 200 dollars for that you're like right that's that's not going to happen again (laughs) and the other interesting comment you made about the investing in the stock market this is a sore point for me because i think i I put promptly put my Omega money into the stock market and then it proceeded to well I I, I haven't lost it because as Warren Buffett says you only lose on the stock market if you sell. Uh so I I'm, right. I'm, I'm I'm holding I'm, I'm in that part of the Kenny Rogers song that's uh know when to hold them know when to fold them. I'm not quite yet You're now the, a long-term investor now so. Well I I'm, I'm forced into being a long-term investor. Right, I'm not right. quite at the part of the Kenny Rogers song that's um uh, know when to walk away, know when to run type of thing. So it is interesting if this, if the coronavirus does seriously impact the watch buying industry or even assesses whether the amount of products and goods that are made in, in China and, uh, you know, the sake obviously mm, made in Japan, right. but there's certainly a large elements of the watch industry supply chain that is based in China. I'm wondering whether these watch companies that are not perceived as creating watches that are investments or at least that you would get your money back on them whether they'll whether they'll suffer I wonder whether and they probably won't this is they, they, they probably I, I made comments about maybe suffering but they probably won't in the long run but I mean so right we talk about all the you know like like not investing in watches not you know like treat not treating them as investments but at the same time you know you certainly you certainly want to wear something that if you paid good money for it you you don't want it tomorrow to be worth nothing I totally get that but yeah I think the point there is you have a bunch of these brands that are that are I mean especially Seiko trying to trade in that sort of luxury keep this watch forever the the investment piece idea but is but is that is that going to really transform into people buying them is that really going to transform into people keeping them and then what what does their market price i mean if you know if you look at rolex you look at some of the bigger brands i i think they have a better understanding of what their watches do on the aftermarket what their watches do what they resell for used and that sort of thing i don't think that seiko has a good now handle on that (laughs) i honestly couldn't agree with you more they are jumping on the hype bandwagon with a lot of these things i think and i always think about what would happen if you if you had an unexpected expense for whatever reason, you know, whether it be car breaking down or medical or something like that, or you needed to liquidate something fast, you need to know at least that if you're investing in a watch that you could turn it around if you if you needed to to liquidate it fast. I, I don't know. That's, that's tough. I mean, 
Maybe it's just the way I think about yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, may, yeah, because I, I'm i very, if I can't afford it, I'm just not going to buy it. That's, I mean, it's like a simple thing to say. It's hard to do, obviously. But if I can't afford to be walking around with uh, a entry luxury $2,500 whatever on my wrist, then I, I shouldn't be going, you know, I shouldn't be buying that sort of stuff so like this is the same stuff that you hear that you know that i'm sure i said before that sam may you know you would certainly echo which is you know don't if you can't afford the watch like don't buy a watch on credit don't go buy a luxury watch on credit just like you wouldn't go like if you can't afford a tesla model s or the p90 if you can't afford the the porsche do not you know don't go get a a three thousand dollar a month loan on on that because that's 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 where you get into trouble so um but kind of going back to what I said, I, st- I still, you know, you, you still have that, that perception of value that you, that you want to keep. And I mean, Seiko has, has notoriously had good value for the money. Yes. And so, I mean, like entry level SKX five, six years ago, that, that was the watch to get. I don't think that's the case anymore, but as far as value for money, I would love to see Seiko step up and, and really start to offer it now. These are Sapphire. They are coming out with better movements, but I see these in the $1,500 range and not, you know, these movements are, they're better. They're not absolutely perfection amazing. They're not, I don't think that they're a, like a tutor in-house. I don't think that they're, they're that level. I looked at the specs. They're not, they, they probably couldn't get cost certification for them. You know, they're not regulated. Whereas you look at a Breitling, you could go to a dealer and get a discount on a Breitling and get a $2,800 dive watch that's cost certified that doesn't gain or lose two seconds a day. As long as you got a discount on it, you could, yeah. you could resell for some, for, for some okay money. Maybe uh, tutor a little bit more than Breitling, these sort of things. I just, I don't see it with these, I don't see it with these Seikos. Now, and you made a good point. The My Tudor Black Bay was $3,000 less mm-hmm. than the 62 mm-hmm. MAS one. Um, and that I know I could, if I wanted to, I could probably flip that round and at least get the majority of the my my money back for them. And again, it cost certified, like you said. And you're like you're keeping it, you're enjoying it. But just that knowing that that's you know that that's. Whereas I feel like yes, eBay will be will be you know vicious with these in a couple of years, where they'll be you know you can get one, but they'll be the same price, or they'll be more, they'll be a little bit more. You can't actually get them. This sort of. You know. And like you said, this could be a real, this 55th anniversary homage to their, their Hall of Fame divers. This could be, this could be a real opportunity, like you said, for them to show what they can do. That over the 55 years, they've built this, this mass production of watches where they can still pump out watches, arguably, right. with, with a very high quality high quality movements they can they can make them accessible to people through their supply chains they've got a loyal fan base here's here's the watch that we've created they are uh $800 each or they're yeah, $1000 yeah, that's, that's a, a perfect piece. example right that's a perfect and then and then your like the the your questions about like oh well you know do i go for this like 
kind of this obscure micro brand I don't really know a lot about. They have they've only been around for a couple of years. Like that, those questions just go away because you're like, of course you're gonna buy, of course you're gonna buy the Seiko, of course you're gonna buy the gorgeous sapphire upgraded movement, eight hundred dollars finishing is great. They've upped their QC, they've stepped up their game. Absolutely, I I would get it in a heartbeat. And who and they only need to look at Hamilton with the success of its like khaki watch, yep, uh, khaki exactly. watch. They, I mean, Hamilton's doing, you know, great things, but I mean, we we could probably go on about this. And again, we're just two uh, random watch collectors, <laughs> and yeah, this is our yeah. own own opinion. Uh, and more, and with a lot of these things, I mean, I certainly get passionate about them because this is a watch I would love to own. I'm not right. passionate about this because I'm bashing Seiko. I would love to own one of these, but it, it's they're just they're just ridiculous. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's out of my right. Com- it's completely. We we both own beginner level whatever you know luxury watches. We both own luxury watches, and this is making us just upset because because it's like Seiko, you could do so much better. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, we went to that watch group the other day, uh, the mm-hmm. OC Chrono event, and I know everybody was super interested about other people's watches. That guy that had that new the G Shock Royal Oak version on it was getting oh, as right. much attention yeah. as the the gentleman that bought his AP Royal Oak. So it's there is these watch fans that are are passionate about Seiko, and it's how Seiko's kind of turning around and not rewarding them. I mean, this is the other thing. I mean, we're we're coming close to the end now, but that spring drive movement—if they could knock that out on mass, they could dominate, dominate the mechanical watch industry. I want to. I want to. I would love to own a spring drive. I was looking at. So they did put the spring drive in uh, the, one of the Marine Masters, and it's just not a it's just not a style I can get around. And I was and I and I definitely have done a, a several eBay searches for you know entry. Give me an entry level, um, you know, an entry level spring drive, and you know they just uh, they could kill it if they did something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, while while you mentioned it, uh, shout out if you guys are if any of you guys are down in SoCal. Uh, check out OC Chrono uh, on Instagram. Uh, it's OC underscore Chrono. Um, we went down uh, the other day, had the uh, had a nice watch meetup, had uh, met some had some fun, met some friends, and uh, had a good time talking watches. Yeah, it's it's a great time. It's a great time. Um, yeah, the only problem was that I nearly lost my voice by the end of it. We were talking watches that much, but um, <laughs> that's good though. Yeah. As <laughs> always, guys, we really appreciate you listening. Um, we'll leave uh, leave us a comment in the comment section and thank you for everyone that's rated us on iTunes we've got quite a high rating on iTunes we'll also leave the voicemail link in as well this is where you can leave us a message for uh, or a question and then we can read it out on the sh- on the show yep we're over on the uh, Facebook page so it's uh, the casual watch reviewer Facebook page and Sam and I will uh post up a, a link to the show and uh, feel free to uh, pop in comments and, and we'll uh, be sure to, uh, to respond there. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of the Facebook group, a big thanks to Chris, who is the channel and the podcast's resident military expert, <laughs> still a serving naval flight officer. He's been posting stories about his career in the military as it pertains to watches he did a great mm-hmm. one on waltham uh, cockpit clocks and he's also put a lot of pictures on there so definitely yeah check that yeah out. and if you haven't and i did this the other day i went back and i watched that interview you did with him 
and I forgot that he's active. So, so there was like, I was like, why are you guys not mentioning brands? And then at the end, you kind of gave the disclaimer. So really super, super interesting, super interesting guy. And, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of cool stories. And I, I look forward to that. Yeah, we'll definitely get him on the podcast very soon. So as always, guys, really appreciate you watching. If you want to check Chris out, his Everyday Mastery on Instagram. We've talked about the Facebook group. I'm the Casual Watch Reviewer on Instagram. As always, appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.